0: All right, we're here with Dr. Joey Jones who has just released his new book, Light Your Fire. So, we're going to get into kind of a summary of the book today and talk about what you can expect after you get your copy. And I know Dr. Jones has been in the healthcare industry for many years. So, doc, for people who don't know you, tell us a little bit about yourself and how you practice.
1: Okay. Well, all right. I'm a chiropractor here in Vestavia. Alabama, 30-something years now. I graduated back in 1990 and practiced in Memphis for a little while. Uh, But I've been in the Birmingham area for 30-plus years. Uh, Practiced primarily uh, chiropractic with a very strong emphasis on nutrition as well. Um, That's a passion that I think fits right in with the lifestyle of chiropractic, and I've been implementing that nutrition-based practice of mine for well over 25 years, at least, yeah.
0: Yeah, so so you've been practicing for over 25 years, but you're just now releasing this book, so why now?
1: Well, I think the timing was just right. Some things in my life fell into order. A lot of this material I had been putting together since the beginning. Um, and... Managed to hold on to it. I think that's the key thing. Moving from Memphis, Tennessee, uh, here into the Birmingham area, and um, not losing a lot of this stuff. Because, hey, early on, that was before the computers and the software to store it all in. So...
0: So you, do you just have notebooks and
1: notebooks and notebooks? Sort of just stuff and, you know, ideas. And if I read something, I would, uh, when I read, I, I highlight, I put stickers in my book all over the place and I save those books. And the same thing with, uh, you know, whether it's studies that have been done um, in research, I'll I hold on to them. 10, 15 years, you know, the paper's yellow. Yeah. Um, and then it just so happened that a close friend of mine wrote a book, and she is a very successful attorney and has a autistic child that is high on the spectrum. And I asked her, how did you find time to do it? And she told me about uh, the publishing company that um, helped her, and I actually had a little window, they were full, for a seminar that they were offering in Dallas and with a little pull the string by help from my friend, we got me in and um, that was sort of like the um, parting of the clouds, if you will, maybe that uh, that spiritual moment that uh, gave me the opportunity to do so. I went out and I met with them and that was at the uh, performance publishing group. And they really made it easy to get it out of my head and onto paper. And then from there, structure it to put it together to put it between a cover of pages. Um, so and, I know that
0: there are a lot of people out there who who want to write books mm-hmm. and who are experts in their field and may, just may not necessarily know even where to start. So how did you start? And just give me kind of a, a brief outline of how you organize things to get it all out of your head and onto the paper. Well, that was the
1: key thing. Um, you got to get it out of your head. And that's sort of where I was. I felt like, you know, I was, um, I was going to suffocate with this information if I didn't get it out. And my passion was actually to teach. And I knew that. And so, um, I had it in there. They just helped me pull it out and get it on paper. So you start with your main idea and really it's, Not that easy to explain without actually showing you, um, but you take a large piece of paper, you put your idea in the center, and then you have these little legs that stick out off of the paper, and then you have subtitles that you work there, and then off of those subtitles you keep pulling out what's in the brain, okay? And when I first started putting some of the stuff out on paper, You know, you just write. You don't worry about the spelling and the grammar or anything else. Just get it out of your head and get it on paper and you can tweak it from there. And uh, that's what they do is, because we all have a story, Chase. Um, Some of us, even before we're out of our 20s, may have a story. And even though you might not think it's relevant to some, I I don't care. If you're a carpenter, you build cabinets. There's somebody who wants to know what know, what you know, right? Um, you'd be I think um, we'd all be surprised um, when we reflect back uh, and put something down um, what valuable things have occurred in the life it's just um, somebody it's, it's somebody's go-to that they've been looking for
0: so um, so speaking of that what is the main idea of your new book? Well, I touch on
1: a lot of the primary health-related issues that are facing us today. Um, I talk about in the book, stress. It's a major thing in our society now. I write, it's not a case of showing me somebody who is stressed. Show me somebody who's not in today's society. It's a different world today. So the stressed out, burned out adrenal glands— They're leading to a lot of our metabolic problems that we are dealing with today. Autonomic disorders, they have a direct connection there. Autonomic disorders have gone through the roof since 1985, a 200% increase. Like I said, they're they're naming about a 1,000 new ones a year now, right? Yeah. And this is metabolic-related. Stress-related has a key component in there. I talk about that in the book. And over-medication and over-regulating, of our society. Uh, I mentioned in there the average 40-year-old in my practice now I see is on about four medications. The average 60-year-olds on six, 70-year-olds on seven. But like I mentioned in my book, you don't find 90-year-olds on nine. And I mentioned that to a patient of mine. He came in the other day, fairly healthy-looking individual on seven medications. Mm. And I mentioned to him, I said, you do realize that you don't find 90-year-olds out there on nine. If they're 90, they're probably on maybe one mild diuretic or something for their blood pressure. But um, they just did make it. And he kind of had a shocked look on his face because he knew that was the reality. Um, but I mentioned in my book, one visit to a general practitioner, and you could be walking out with four meds, Chase, right? Four different medications. That happened to one of my patients who went in for a referral to me that he had to have a referral from his insurance company. He had to go see another doctor first to come see me. And he had sciatica and low back pain, and that's what he needed a referral for. Well, by the time he got out of there, he had blood pressure medication, antidepressant, a sleep aid. And because they drew his blood, three days later they called him back and they put him on a cholesterol-lowering drug because his level was two points above what they consider hypothetical normal. Right, So here he is on four meds. And the way he put it to me, he said, you know, this is a nightmare. He said, I went in for a referral, and now I've got a script for four medications. He said, you know, again, this is the nightmare. I thought about that being the title of my book, Don't Become Another Medical Nightmare. Mm -hmm. So this is kind of where we are. And the change has to be made by knowledge, period. And that's what I'm hoping to do with this book, okay, there's your power is with the knowledge, because let's face it, forget about healthcare reform. They've been trying to do that it's 50 years now since, oh, Lord, Hillary Clinton. But and don't, don't get me started. But anyway, that's not going to happen. It's time to reform your health. OK, write your own Patient Accountability Act. That's going to come through education. That's what I'm hoping to give people here. Um, where was things like acid reflux 50 years ago to the degree we have where was type 2 diabetes remember that was used to be called adult onset where they had to change the name now because kids are developing type 2 diabetes so
0: so say there's someone listening right now who who is totally on board they want to reform their health what would be the number one advice you would give them well It's in your diet.
1: But to acquire that knowledge, you've not get outside the box. Get outside the living room. Get away from the television. All right. Common sense pretty much is the key. You know, if we all ate our food without a label on it, then there wouldn't be a question whether it was good for you or not, right?
0: So processed foods would be... That's the key thing that's happened yeah. here.
1: What's happened in the last 50 years, really, right? But well, think about it. That's what, what has happened. You and I were talking about that uh, recently. You know, back in the late 70s, early 80s, a 200-pound man was a big man in the room. Well, today there's 200-pounders in the room all over the place, and they're not all men. So that's the new norm. It's gotten abnormal so what has been done what's what's the only change that's really been made and that is the processed food industry everybody shops in the middle of the grocery store
0: and it's the cheapest food it's the most easily available it lasts the longest so and in many cases if you're not used to eating real foods it's the tastiest so they they are able to design those types of foods in a way that we almost can't resist. That's right. So and he,
1: you know what that is exactly, and you're spot on with that. And that is called sugar. Yeah, fructose. It's in everything. So we talked about that. Remember, again, you can go back to the late '70s. If you had what was known as a fatty liver, you were an alcoholic. Fatty liver disease could cost your life. Today, four. of adults have fatty liver disease. That means we're running around with what used to be an alcoholic's liver in the 70s, 40% of American adults, 25% of American children have fatty liver disease, which is from the fructose that's being put in our soft drinks, in our processed foods.
0: And even in foods that that don't taste sweet, they sneak sugar in there to make it taste better. Like a biscuit, for instance. You don't think of a biscuit as being sweet, but if you look at the sugar content in a biscuit, there's a lot of sugar in there. Good point.
1: You know, I I speak about that in the book, Chase. I talked about this little ditty about our favorite food, bread. Bread's glycemic index is a 72. Well, the closer you are to 100, that's... Glucose, right? So the higher we are, the quicker that food turns to sugar in the body. Well, it turns out whole wheat bread, everybody's favorite, depending upon the brand of the bread, is around 72 in the glycemic index. I write about this in my book, a Mars bar is 55, so next time you go make that turkey sandwich, you might be better off putting it between two Mars bars, right? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of spooky. But I'm just saying, table sugar itself, right out of the bowl, is only 65 on the glycemic index.
0: That's what's happened so to our food. Even high, or so bread's even higher than straight sugar. Exactly,
1: it turns to glucose in the body faster, makes an insulin response that much quicker. And who doesn't love bread, yeah. which is the way it's designed in our country? Yes, they put a chemical in there so that you go looking for it, and it does happen to rhyme with morphine, all right, and it crosses the blood brain barrier, and they got you hooked. This is what's being done in our society. So, you know, um, you got a fight coming, people. And that's what big food and big pharma, they know this. And, um, They're going to do everything they can to keep you out of the knowledge that is in this book, which is, like I say in the cover, a simple guide toward longevity and vitality. That's the key thing. Keep it simple. Keep it so people can understand.
0: Yeah. People need practical knowledge that they can implement on Monday morning. Exactly. Every day.
1: Right. And just make common sense because it really is that way. You know, again, like I said, it's it's not that difficult. Now, if we all ate food without a label, we wouldn't have a problem. An orange over here, no label on the orange, right? Perfectly good food. Anybody who eats that is going to have a good outcome. Orange juice, now we have a label. Why? Well, because now something's been done to that orange that we had to put a label on it because now it's predominantly all sugar. So even though we're trying to do the right thing by giving that to our child because we consider it healthy and there's vitamin C in there, To the body, you might as well be dumping sugar in there. You Mm. might as well be giving them a soda because it's the same reaction.
0: And you're likely going to drink a lot more of the orange juice than you would if it still had the fiber in it, like the orange. Because I I would guess in one serving of orange juice, that would equal way more than just one orange.
1: Yes. And... The satisfaction's not there because the fiber's not there, correct? So we don't have that full feeling. So, yes, we'll just keep on filling that sugar bug that's in there, too, that wants a little bit more of that. I mean, it's a drug. It really is. It's more addicting, it's said, than heroin, nicotine. It is probably the single most. And that's the reason why diets don't work so well with so many people, because there is an addiction to that thing called sugar. Most people can stay on a diet 60 days at best. Typically, by then, they're going back to their old eating habits. So the power comes with the knowledge. That doesn't mean you're not going to consume the sugar, but if you're more astute, what's going on in your body, then maybe you won't have two of those Reese's peanut butter cups because you know what it's doing, right? So the... the what is it? The poison uh, is in the dose. The
0: dose determines the poison. That's it. Yeah.
1: Exactly. We talked about that before. That's that's sort of. And there comes the knowledge. Um,
0: what about the fact that they get kids started so early? If you go to a restaurant, look at what's look at what items are on the kids' menu. It's junk food. It's yeah. just macaroni and cheese, grilled cheese, peanut butter and jelly. It's there's not a real food in there. So we are teaching our young from a very early age to enjoy those types of foods and to prefer those and they think that kids have to eat unhealthy foods and drink juices yeah. and so it's no they get them addicted from day one
1: from day one and now in our schools now they pulled all the vegetables and everything out of the school I think they consider a french fry a vegetable now so that's on the school lunch right and pizza because they're going to go that route if that's all there is and matter of fact I don't know if you remember but during Obama's they pulled all the uh, they, they were going to bring back in the healthy food right well prior to that they had already pulled all the lunchrooms, all the cooking ovens and everything out of the school so how were they going to make healthy lunches just
0: microwave everything that's
1: right because yeah. they know that that they had already taken that space that was in the cafeteria and put computers in there or whatever so it was just so much easier just to throw that box up there of that whatever that thing is that they call a hamburger between two buns wrapped in a silver wrap and that's that was it and you that's that's what's that's a change that's been made but you're exactly right um, and, you know, in today's world with this convenience thing, it's the same thing, um, you know, the the um, the um, fast foods. They make it so simple for us. And really since 08, when uh, the economic crush came down and everybody tightened their wallet, prices of fast food like Burger King and McDonald's actually went down so it was affordable. And there went everybody out there to get their two-for-one double cheeseburger, which then sent them into – Diabetes. Diabetes and metabolic syndrome. And then, of course, that then the cost went up to the pharmaceutical company. So you're going to pay one way or the other, mm-hmm. pal, right? And, of course, your longevity just went down then as well, and your quality of life went down. So, again, that's why I'm trying to put the knowledge out there because it's really difficult out there to navigate through this stuff yourself if you're not savvy. True. So um, I'm hoping that that's what I can I can uh, make that enlighten, if you will, okay, in a way that um, is comprehensible. And in my book, you can also go on to my website or one of my Zoom classes.
0: And what what, what are the present Zoom your classes? Question.
1: Well, um, I'll offer different topics, um, that, you know, that we discuss, whether it's a metabolic syndrome type related things, um, just healthy lifestyle exercise, uh, we'll do one on detoxification. I'll offer those from time to
0: time. um, How can people find those?
1: On the website, com. That will be in the book, uh, as well. And you can also purchase the book there at the website now it's available, um, and we'll from that website, I'll have some uh, exercise videos, other um, educational uh, videos as well for people to be able to actually uh, see some of my protocols that I use, whether it's my supplementation protocols, I'll have some cooking, making it easy. Um, I
0: saw that one of you and Adriana, that was great
1: of the morning um, she's like dad, I know, I know, I know
0: <laughs> she's heard it, she's heard it she's heard
1: it, that's when we were making the muffins, the healthy muffins that morning hey, three eggs in there and what, a uh, stick of butter because we love fat and fat will never make you fat talk about that for example, people have got to get back around to that We've got that's to get so back
0: counterintuitive, around. talk about that for the for the next minute or so it's called fat. Why doesn't it add fat to your body?
1: Because it doesn't raise insulin. Good point, right? If you don't raise insulin, guess what? You don't store fat. So we talk about that as well. Hey, you know, protein, very, very little, very little increase in insulin. Fat, none, right? And That's my joke. You know, it's that low-fat diet of the 70s that got everybody their fat butts in the 80s. And now we're still, we haven't got out of that yet because that. Way of thinking hasn't been buried yet. It's uh, those people who put that in our ears back in the 70s and early 80s, they're starting to die off now. Most of them are. And so now the new paradigm shift is coming out, but it's, it's going to be a hard one to change because people are about habit, right? And you're done. They don't like to break a habit. We talked about that earlier. Well, if we can find blame somewhere else outside of us, we're going to put it on that, right? Yeah. So um, it's responsibility. And it's not difficult. And, and I think it, it people can. just
0: need to know. They need yeah, someone educate. to steer them in the right that's direction. Right. So that's what the book yeah. is for. And where can people find this book?
1: Again, like I said, you can find this on the website, uh, www.drjoeyjones.com. That's the place to start. It so will they can be, order their copy right that's there. That's right. They can. Go right on there. Push it bump. 1995, I think it is. Uh, Amazon will have it. Um, so... Uh, It's just a matter of uh, here it is. It's ready. That's why we were kind of held off on this podcast. I wanted to wait until it was available because I didn't want to put the teaser out there, but it's available now. And um, again, it's uh, light your fire, ignite the burning desire for a healthier you. Time to get lit.
0: Love it. Well, Doc, I'm excited to finish reading it. And I'm sure that everybody else is excited to get their hands on a copy as well. So I will link to that in the show notes where they can get their copy. And in the next, uh, in the coming episodes, we'll be going into it chapter by chapter. But uh, go ahead and get the copy right now so you can get ahead, and we'll check in with you next episode.
1: Yeah, and then from there, you can follow us from episode to episode as we'll, uh, we'll dissect the book a little by little, okay? And at the same time, people, Chase will give you a, a number to contact. And if you would love to uh, present us with a question, we'd love to answer it, won't we? Okay. Yep. All right, brother. Hey, man, as always, thanks. Have a great day.